Welcome everybody to Relive the Magic. I am your host, Dallas Thompson, and today we are talking all about Halloween Horror Nights 30. Uh, Before we get into the craziness that is Halloween Horror Nights 30 opening weekend, uh, I just want to let you know you can check us out online at relivethemagic.net. You can find us on Twitter at relive underscore magic. We're very active on there. Uh, And then of course on YouTube, we are Relive the Magic. YouTube.com slash Relive the Magic is our URL for there. And then you can find us, of course, on any podcast app of choice. Uh, And with that, I just want to go ahead and jump right in because I have a lot to talk about from opening weekend of Universal Orlando's Halloween Horror Nights 30. This year is the first time I ever attended opening night and opening weekend of Halloween Horror Nights. And I've been going for about five years now. Um, I've been going more casually to the event over the last five years. Uh, And this year, uh, I decided to get a frequent fear pass so I could go more often. Um, And so, yeah. So I went both nights this weekend. I also did a Behind the Screams tour, Unmasking the Horror Behind the Screams tour, Six Houses. Uh, It was a lot. There was a lot that went on this weekend. I'm exhausted still. I caught up on sleep a little bit the last couple of nights, but so much went on. So much great, fun things went on, and I'm very excited to talk about all of them here today. And so the way that today's show is going to go is I'm basically going to give you a rundown of both nights. I'm going to give you my initial house rankings, and then I'm going to also uh, dive in just a little bit probably to Behind the Screams, because I'll probably do another Uh, episode just dedicated to that along with some YouTube videos. If you're watching this on YouTube, just go to our channel pretty soon and you'll see uh, some more about that. Uh, And so I have this, I have the map with me right here, the uh, Halloween Horror Nights 30 event guide. Um, I actually got it when I got, so I got to the park on Friday around 3.30, walked around for a couple minutes, went to the tribute store, and then I headed straight for Stay and Scream, which was a good choice because I went to the Springfield Stay and Scream, and the line was so long. Central Park was full of people, um, and I thought that's where we were going to have to stay the whole time, but eventually they did let us into the Fast Food Boulevard area, which is good because uh, it started to downpour, and I'll talk more about that in a minute. But they were giving this event guide out as I walked in there, um, and that was good because I got to refresh myself on where everything was going to be, even though I had been looking at it a lot that week. It was nice to have it and take a look. Um, and you can just pick those up at the front of the park on each event night. And you can also probably get them in the stay and scream areas like they gave to me that night. Um, and so four o'clock, I believe is when they started letting people into the stay and scream areas. So that's around the time I arrived, the line was long and it took probably five minutes to get through the very large initial line, um, that, that was, all the way out towards, um, it was by a horror and makeup show. It was going back pretty far. And actually, um, as we were all standing there in line, one of the superstar parade floats came out, which I thought was pretty funny. I'm like, where are they going to go? Cause we're all standing in the road. Um, but I never saw it cause that's right when I was going in. Uh, we went in, sat at a, I sat at a table for a while and then I heard someone say, Oh, they're letting people into fast food Boulevard. So I was like, Oh, I'm going to go in there. That's AC. So I sat at a table in there. Uh, that's where I got my freestyle cup, my Horror Nights freestyle cup. Great, great cup, actually. Like, usually 
uh, with the freestyle ones. I like the tumbler style ones, but actually I got, I mean, that's just a, nor- a normal cup and this weekend, a tumbler one did come out, but the quality of it's nice. And it's the freestyle cups are always a great value uh, for universal. Cause you can always use them as many times as you want, but you know, that's something for another day. So I got that sat there for an hour or so, maybe a little less. And it just started to downpour like up until the day of the event, the forecast was great. It was like, Oh, it's going to be a nice night. And then the day of we started to see, Oh, it might rain. Oh, it downpoured. It downpoured for a long, long time. And it was a good thing. And it was a bad thing. I'll start with the bad and redeem it with the good. Um, the bad, I was vlogging, uh, with my ZV one, my brand new Sony camera that I got probably about a month ago. Um, I'd been vlogging for a little bit that day already. And I was like, oh, well, I'm not going to use this in the pouring rain like a smart person. So I decided to use my phone and I just put it back into my drawstring backpack, not really realizing that the drawstring backpack doesn't really close all the way. So throughout the downpour, it got rained on. It hasn't turned back on since then. And I'm still going to look into that, but yeah, so I did the rest of the vlog from my phone. It's up on our YouTube channel. You can check it out. But it was disappointing. Uh, I hope it works again someday. But for now, it's not, and that's no fun. So that was an interesting way to start the night. Um, but the good news is, out of the Stay and Scream area, Springfield Stay and Scream is in the middle of a lot of houses. So what they're saying is, you know, if you want to do Beetlejuice and Hill House for your Stay and Scream, there's two separate lines, one for Hill House, one for Beetlejuice. You just stand in line. You don't go into the Simpson Springfield area. You stay in Central Park in line for those two. Um, but if you want to go to Wicked Growth or Puppet Theater, then you could go hang out in Springfield, eat some food. I think that's the way to go for sure. Uh, you're in, you're inside, you're in the AC, and in case of rain, you're, you're covered. Um, and, you know, those were the two. Wicked Growth and Puppet Theater were the ones that they're like, yeah, those are the two you're going to get to go to. Except I went first to scary because I just noticed no one was walking over there. And I, I walked over there and I got in. Um, and so I started out my event. I uh, started my event night with Welcome to Scary, which um, I'm going to review those in a little bit, I think. But I'll just tell you my order of how I did things. Because I did do all the houses that night. I did a show did all the scare zones, got a lot done. And I have an express pass, but I didn't use it for everything because I was hoping to go through some of this stuff twice and I didn't. So I would say use your express pass because uh, you might be too tired to go back through a second time. Um, so I started with scary. Welcome to scary. That took about 10, 15 minutes total, including the house probably because when I got there, the cast wasn't quite ready, but it was fine. It worked out. It was, it was quick. And so then I went over to... Wicked Growth, Realm of the Pumpkin, which is one of my favorites, by the way. The phenomenal house. That was extremely fast. I got in and out like that. And I used my Express Pass, but they didn't scan it, so I could have gone back to use it again. Uh, they probably didn't scan it because there was barely anyone in line at that point. Then I went to Puppet Theater. I think I did use my Express, and I think they did scan it for that one. So it was just kind of a luck of the draw um, for that at that time. Um, and so I got, I had three done and it wasn't even six thirty, And so next up I went, 
I think the next thing I did was go to Haunting of Hill House. Yeah, because that was a that was the closest thing I could get to. It was by that point. Oh yeah, right after I got out of Puppet Theater, it was flooding everywhere. Like they had to close Puppet Theater right after I got out because of torrential downpour. Like I heard, I heard there was a couple inches of water uh, in some areas, and I had to walk through it for some of the queues, and it was fine. Um, but yeah, that it was like you could not get through the house without having to go through inches and inches of water. So they eventually closed that one. I believe they cl- closed Wicked Growth for that too. But it became an issue with most of the houses and pretty much all of the queue lines that were backstage. So that's a lot of the houses. Um, and so I'm I knocked out the back before all the issues really started to take hold, which was good because uh, some people had issues getting those done later on. And so then I headed over to Hill House. Uh, which I waited in the standby line. I don't remember what it said the wait was. I think it was something ridiculous, like 45, 55 minutes. But it took like 15 maybe at the most. And it was fine because like most of that line was covered at that moment. Um, and it was it was fine. It was no problem. Um, Hill House was good. Talk about that in a minute. And so then I didn't do Beetlejuice right then. That was, I believe that was the last one I did later on. Um because next up, I went to Icons. Yeah, I went to Icons next because uh, that was one of the ones I was very excited for. Um, sorry, some of this is just running together because I went two nights as well. So went to Icons, did that. Then I did um, Tooth Fairy. And then I did Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And then I went back to the hotel to change because it had stopped raining and downpouring. And I was like, I'm not going to be comfortable the rest of the night there. It's only like, it was only like seven 30 or eight by that point. It was still super early in the night. And I was like, there's a lot of time left before I'm actually going to leave. So I'm going to go back to the hotel and change. And I did. And that was great. If you ever get caught in something like that and you have the time, I would definitely go back to the hotel and change um, before your night is ruined or you decide to go back at 10 because you're uncomfortable. Um, and that, that definitely was the whole reason I could stay as late as I did. And so, um, I went to the hotel, came back. It wasn't too late. It was, it was probably close to nine, nine thirty that I got back. So there was still a lot of time left and I had three, I'd done seven houses. I had three left to go. I had to do Beetlejuice, Bride of Frankenstein lives and case files. Uh, legendary truth case files unearthed. And so I came back and I did, I believe first I did revenge of the tooth fairy, which I I've had at the very bottom of my hype list. I'm pretty sure, uh, for the last couple months, just because I've heard it. I mean, I'm, it's good. And I, I was sure it would be good, but it's just, I don't know. It just seemed like one I wouldn't be that interested in. So I did that one. Then I did legendary truth, which I've been very interested in because of just because of like, the concept is interesting and you don't really see that a lot in haunted houses. So I thought it was cool. Uh, and I wanted to check that one out. And so then I did Beetlejuice, which was one of my most anticipated houses. It wasn't one of my favorites, but it's one of my most anticipated houses. And I wanted to do a really good one last, at least for my first time runs. So I did that, did Beetlejuice and it was still pretty early in the night. Um, I don't think I went through any one, any of them again. Um, I decided to go walk around the scare zones a little bit. I didn't spend a ton of time in the scare zones, but I walked around all of them, got some videos. And then I went and I watched 
Halloween Nightmare Fuel. And that show was crazy. That show is much better than I expected, especially considering it has a kind of stupid name. Um, but that show was great. It was it was an awesome uh, thing to check out, especially if you got all the houses done. I would say, I would probably say to do the houses instead if you had to choose. But it's definitely worth checking out, especially if you have the time. Uh, and so that was the end of night one. And then I woke up on Saturday. Oh, I left the event around 1.30 on Friday night. Maybe 1, 1.30 Friday night. Got back to the hotel. Went to sleep probably around 3 or 3.30. Did not edit my vlog that night because I was going to. But I was like, no, it's a terrible idea. I'm tired. I don't have to get up early in the morning. Because I had to get up early to go and take a behind-the-screams tour, six-house tour, as I have said before. Um and it was worth it for sure. I, when I woke up, my, f- my feet were in a lot of pain and I was like, I don't know if I can do this and the event tonight. I was fine. Once I got moving, we were good. Uh, the behind the scenes tour, my tour guide was awesome. Um, we went through all six houses. It lasted about six hours. Usually it lasts about five. We went about an hour over. So keep that in mind. It could go until like mine started at nine thirty, which really means it starts at 10. So it went all the way until about 3.30 or closer to 4 by the time you got out and, you know, just got out of the tour. Um, And that, for some people, if you're attending the event, that's not great because if you're doing stay and screen, then that means you have to go straight to stay and screen pretty much. You can't leave and go take a nap, which was my plan. I was going to go take a nap and then come back for the event. I went back to the hotel for a few minutes and I, I just chilled out for a little bit. And I came back to the event, got there around eight. I didn't stay for stay and screen the second night, especially because I had gotten all 10 houses done. My thought was um, that I would probably just come and take it a little more laid back the second night, go around all the scare zones, maybe see the Marathon of Mayhem show, maybe do redo my top six houses or something. I was wrong. I got there. I did all 10 houses again. I do not remember the order I did them in, to be honest. I know I did Icons first, and I know I did Texas Chainsaw Massacre last. Um, it was a great night. I loved going through all of them again. It was great because it's it's cool to see, even after the first night, how much everything starts to change because this is an event that constantly changes throughout the run. Um, and it was just it was really cool to see that they had taken some of the feedback in both the houses and the scare zones from night one and, w- and went ahead and started to see how they could improve them. Uh, to make them even better. Uh, And it was great to go through them again. I'm going again Friday night this week, and I plan to go through all 10 houses, uh, and I'll let you know if I do that again. And I did not get to watch any shows that night, but I did get to spend more time in the scare zones. Um, And the scare zones were vastly improved from night one. I don't know if it was just because night one was a washout. It was very rainy, so I don't know if not as many performers were out or... I don't know because I know this. I didn't go in the scare zones till the second half of the night when they were actually doing the scare zones on the first night. The second night, Seek and Destroy was much better than it was the night, the first night. Um, and scare zones were great on that second night. And so now I think I'm going to just point some, some small things out from the first uh, weekend because the first weekend was full of so many things, and there's just so much to talk about. As the event goes on, I'm going to keep talking about 
how I feel about each house, how they've improved. Some will maybe not improve. The hope is that they all will improve, even the best ones. Same with the scare zones as well. Um, and the shows. Now, I only saw Halloween Nightmare Fuel, and I'm, I'm going to start with the shows. Start Then I'll talk about scare zones, and then I'll finally do the houses. And so, Halloween Nightmare Fuel, to be honest, I as I said before, I wasn't entirely looking forward to it until last Tuesday, I believe, when there was a team member preview. Uh, the reviews from it were really good. And I was like, oh, wow. And then I had heard, like, it's the most... Uh, how do I, I don't know how to put it. It's the most not for kids Halloween Horror Night show that there has ever been, especially in Fear Factor. It's at the Fear Factor stage, by the way. The pyrotechnics, the lighting, the music, the choreography, everything is incredible about this show. Do not bring kids, though. That's for sure. It's not a family show. It's very much a Halloween Horror Nights show. Definitely rated R. Um, And I feel the need to say that because... I saw more kids at this year's event than I have ever seen at Halloween Horror Nights. And each year it's like that. Each year I see more and more. But I saw a ton of little kids, like five, six-year-olds. I saw kids in strollers. I saw, I was like, what? Why would you even bring these kids to this event? And I understand Beetlejuice is here, but still, like, I saw them in the other houses. I saw them in Icons. I saw them in Tooth Fairy. I was like, well, okay. I mean, I know some kids can handle it, but it's just not an an environment, first of all, that's appropriate for children. And I just wanted to reiterate, that show is definitely not. If you're going to take them to anything there, I would say don't take them to that show. Um, it's a great show, though, and I recommend seeing it if you can. Um, but just know in advance, it is not a kid's show. Um, nor is it a family show. It's not one I would go see with my family. That's for sure. Um, and so Marathon of Mayhem, Carnage Factory, I've heard is very good. And I've heard it's not as good as the one from 2019, Halloween Horror Nights 29, which was the last event we had, uh, mainly because of it had a more cohesive theme and because of just the IPs they had to work with this year were not as strong as that year. But I haven't seen it myself, so I'm not going to say anything more than that for now. Um, I hope to see it this weekend. If not, I'll see it probably the following weekend, following Sunday night or something if I go. Um, But yeah, the... The shows were supposedly hits. So Halloween Nightmare Fuel was a hit because I saw that one and I loved it. And it seemed everyone else did because there were people lining up outside the theater way in advance. The second night, the word must have spread because there were people lined up outside of the theater way long. Like I thought, oh, this must be the line for the current show. No, it was for the following show that was over an hour and a half later. And so... If that speaks at all to, you know, to the word of mouth of this show and just how this event works, this event works very heavily on word of mouth, and that's how the crowds decide where to go. Um, so just just know that. No, it's not always going to be the IP things like the Beetlejuice, the Haunting of Hill House. Those are not always going to be the most popular things. They will always be popular, but as the word begins to spread about the best houses of this event. I think that you're going to find the wait times are going to go up for those. The shows, the really good shows are going to go up. And then, of course, in the scare zones, all the scare zones are always pretty packed. But I think the best ones will begin to be more and more packed as the time goes on. So just keep that in mind. Um, as 
if you're planning a trip to Halloween Horror Nights 30 later in the season especially. If you're going now, it still is packed. Both nights have been sold out so far, and I imagine this weekend will be sold out too, especially because they're limiting how many tickets they sell for this event this year as opposed to the past, which is great. You could tell, I could tell very much that it was a limited capacity sellout. It was still a sellout, but it was nowhere near as bad as any of the nights I've experienced before. Nothing was over. I think I think I did see a 100-minute wait, but I know it wasn't true. Uh, most of the wait times were higher listed than they actually were, and sometimes they were right on the spot. Um, but none of them were ridiculous, and you could do everything if you really wanted to, at least all the houses. So with that said, let's get in to ranking things. So I... I'm going to start by ranking the scare zones as I find my list here on well I posted on Twitter so I'm going to have to here we go so I I did a ranking on night one and night two I'm going to stick with my night two rankings of, of both houses and scare zones because that's also my end of the weekend ranking um, after there's no point in saying both because it changed and the night two is where it currently all stands and honestly I, I actually think my scare zone ranking the more I think about it the more I think it has changed since night two, since I posted it on Twitter. So I'm going to go with my current one, not the one I posted on Twitter. All right. Halloween Horror Nights 30 Scare Zone Rankings Opening Weekend. Here we go. Number five, 30 Years, 30 Fears. I love the atmosphere of this scare zone. This scare zone to me has the best atmosphere of a scare zone I've ever like the vibes that it gives off are great. It's a great way to walk into the event. It's a great way to get excited for the event. However, I thought 30 years, 30 fears was going to be icons in the scare zone, in the streets. That would make sense. And I think a lot of people thought that too, especially because on the street, if you'll see on the TV behind me, if you're watching the video of this, you see this, these icons all over the street in picture form. So I guess that I guess that's how that I guess that's how they are being presented on this in this scare zone, but I don't know. That rubbed me the wrong way. And there's really not much going on. There's like maybe four scare actors at a time out there, at least when I went through. But I think this has the one of the most potentials to get better and better throughout the season. So it's it was my number 3. It's now my number 5. And that will change. I'm almost certain of it. That one the vibes in it are great. The atmosphere is awesome. It's just that there needs to be some things fixed. Like how many, like what's going on. And of course it's hard because it's in a very small space. It's right. It's in the, it's where everyone walks through to get in and get out of the event. So they have to leave some parts of it clear just for traffic and flow control. Number four was, uh, seek and destroy. Now, Seek and Destroy, the first night, was kind of lame. Not going to lie. I was like, I don't really care for this very much. But the second night, and honestly, this could move up. This definitely will move up if I spend some more time. Again, I didn't spend much time in these scare zones, and spending time in these scare zones is key for a lot of these. Um, Seek and Destroy has gone from night one being okay Tonight too, there was scare actors everywhere. There was lots of interactions. I like I was walking through the street the second night. And I was like, 
this is a lot of scare actors in one scare zone. There's a ton of them everywhere, and they're all going for everyone. It was great. Um, it just was number four for me this weekend. Number three was Lights, Camera, Action, Eddie's Revenge. The reason it's not higher is because, number one, I don't have connection to the material from those previous scare zones. I believe the vamp one I do from a couple years ago. But the rest I don't. I love the costumes of the the treaks and the foons one. That's pretty, those are pretty cool. Um, and I love the set pieces. And it was a lot more than I expected because during the day it looks very empty. But they bring a ton of stuff out for the nighttime for that scare zone. And that one was just a lot of fun to walk through. Um, and I love the concept of it. I don't really know why Eddie's there. Um, Eddie was, it feels like he's just kind of thrown into that scare zone. But I just think that the overall idea of the scare zone is really cool. And I believe that it'll be a fun one to hang out in uh, more and more throughout the event. Number two, Crypt TV. I do not have any experience with Crypt TV in the past. I've never watched any of their videos. I've never heard of them before this event. And I keep telling myself I'm going to watch some of it. I don't know if I will. But this scare zone may be more likely to. The The designs of the characters are incredible. And that's, I think, I believe that's what the draw of Crypt TV is. Is that it's short form content with A-list um, makeup and costumes for the characters. And so Crypt TV delivers on that. It's a, The reason it's not numbered, it's not number one is because while the characters are cool and it, it it's a cool scare zone, it's just there's no one like roaming the streets. It's all on stages. It's all photo ops. And so I believe this one will go down on my list probably. And I believe Seek and Destroy will come up and probably take that one's spot come uh, these upcoming weekends. But we can see. I'm going to give it some time. Uh, they've heard, they're going to hear all of our thoughts and we'll see what they do with them. But it's up there because... The designs are awesome, and because um, it was, I had fun walking through, and it's it's one of the ones I spent the most time in this weekend. So just just for that, I felt like I could fairly put it up there. And Gorewood Forest would be my number one. Why? Well, I I think that area of the park is one of the hardest to make a scare zone because when you have people walking in and out, like it's very narrow the path. And it's almost like, to me, I don't know how you can design a scare zone in that area. I feel like it's, personally, I don't understand how they can do it in the welcome area. But I also think this one's a little harder to do. And when this, when it hits nighttime, this one is absolutely beautiful. Like, the look at the trees. Like, the lighting all over the trees is beautiful. Uh, You got the Terra Queen in there. You got, um, this one has a lot of boo holes with a lot of, characters inside of them inside of them and I feel like that's the best way to make use of that street uh, personally at least and while this one doesn't have the most stuff going on I think it was the one that surprised me the most because it was towards the bottom of my scare zone hype list um, and I loved it I, I love the time I spent in there this first weekend again it might go down but it was a good scare zone and all of them are good. I don't think yet any of them are great. And I think they all have the potential to get to be great. Uh, I don't think it's the, it's not the strongest scare zone year I've ever seen, but it's a good year for scare zones. So those are my rankings. Again, number five, 
30 years, 30 fears. Number four, seek and destroy. Number three, lights, camera, action. Number two, Crypt TV. Number one, Gorewood Forest. And that's how I feel at the end of weekend number one. And that will change. I guarantee you it will change probably this upcoming weekend, and I'll talk about it next week. Um, And so you'll hear about it then. And so now we'll talk about the houses. There's 10 of them, which is a great number. A great number of houses to me is 10. 11 would be fun. There was a lot of talk this year about a mystery 11th house, but I know that, w- that was, there was never anything substantial to that claim. And this year, my standout house is Halloween Horror Nights icons. So I'm just going to put this picture of Jack up while I talk about the houses But we're not going to start at number one. We're going to start at number 10. And I just want to preface this by saying every single house I went through was really good. Every single one is really good. None of them are bad. There are years when some of them are just straight up bad. And not many of them are usually bad, but there there are ones that I think are bad from that I have been in in the past. I didn't think any of these were bad. The bottom two. I think could use work and I think require a good run through to like or to appreciate. And the reason one of them moved up from the first night was because of my Behind the Screams tour. And I'll get to that in a minute. But without my Behind the Screams tour, I don't think I would have thought all 10 were great. I think, or were good. I think, um, My current number 10 is Revenge of the Tooth Fairy, which, as I said, it was the bottom of my hype list. And it just, it's just not something that the story to me is the problem. It's not the characters. It's not the costumes. It's not the environment. It's not the sets. It has some beautiful sets. That's for sure. The scare actors are great. It's one of the scariest houses, but it's just the story to me. Like, it doesn't work. It doesn't make sense to me. Um, You know, the whole... Just the whole thing. I don't know. I don't know how you can fix it either is the thing. I'm offering a criticism without a solution. But that's just how I feel about that house. Revenge of the Tooth Fairy, number 10. It was better the second time I went through. It's on the second night. But it did go down one. That doesn't mean it's bad. Now, being number 10 does not mean it's bad. It means that it there's a lot good this year. It just is the one that didn't work for me the most, I guess. Uh, number two was Welcome to Scary. And that was on the first night, that was number 10, and Tooth Fairy was number 9, but they swapped. Welcome to Scary went up one because of my Behind the Screams tour. I understood more what was going on in it from my tour, but at the same time, you shouldn't need to go on a tour to understand or to appreciate one of the houses. The tour should really just be there to help you, um, to help you further your appreciation. I appreciate the house, of course. Or you shouldn't need the tour though to convince yourself about the uh, about the house. Um, and again, second night I had a better run of scary. I the first night I did go into scary right when it opened, right when it opened. So um, just just thought that was worth mentioning. Welcome to scary. The biggest problem I have with it is that it's a it's a compilation of 
some uh, it's a best of house of the past 30 years. Now, I don't have a connection to any of those houses, I don't think. I don't think I've been in any of the houses that it references. I could be wrong. I might have been in one or two. But the problem is, but the problem is mainly the first half of the house. Because apparently the first half of the house is a bunch of different houses compiled together, but they all look the exact same. And so the first half, I'm just like, I have no clue what is going on or what this has to do with Cary, Ohio. Then the second half from HR Blood and Guts on, I understood. And that was great. That half is awesome. I, If the whole thing was like that half, this would probably be a little higher. And if it was only that half, it probably would be a little higher. But the problem to me is the first half. Again, it's not the characters. It's just, I don't know. This one is definitely for those who like the nostalgia of the old events and who have been longtime attenders of the event. Um, and even them, I know it's towards the bottom of a lot of people's list, but I think it does have the potential to go up throughout the season. Number eight, one that surprised me a lot. One that I had zero expectations for. Zero. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I have been through the previous house, and I did not like that at all, just to be honest. See, that's one I didn't like. And I just thought they were going to redo that house. And I was like, I was kind of dreading going through this one on the first night, and I was like, I'm just going to go do it. Um, And I've heard it's good. And I was like, "Mm, I don't really want to wait for it, but I'll do my express, and I'll go through it. And um, it was awesome. It was really good. It's a very strong house. It was a very big surprise for me. <clears throat> it was a very big surprise for me. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is one that I actually look forward to going through again. Uh, it is gross. It is disgusting. It smells really bad in there. But that is part of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, I've never seen the movie. I still have no interest in seeing the movie because I don't really like the grossness of the house or just of the franchise, but it's a good house. I know a lot of people that really like this house and I'm actually excited to go through it again because again, on my tour, I saw a lot, uh, as well that furthered my appreciation for the house, but I liked it both nights. Second night had a better run through again. And that's the theme with a lot of these. Um, but that's number seven on my list. No, that's number eight on my list. My bad. Number seven on my list um, is Puppet Theater Captive Audience, which I thought would honestly be higher on my list. But now that we're past the bottom two, uh, Tooth Fairy and Scary, seven to one are all what I would consider really good. And then from Bride of Frankenstein on, which, spoiler alert, that is number six from six to one they are all great and then the last two are incredibly fantastic so now we're in the really really good section puppet theater captive audience is really good every original this year is really good oh well other than maybe the last two but um puppet theater captive audience is very scary it's very disturbing the concept is great however it's just one of those situations where there's so much greatness at this year's event that it didn't, I don't know, it's not one that when I think of this year's event, I don't just go puppet theater. That's my favorite one. 
if that was one to skip, it would be one I would probably skip. Um, but the set design is awesome. Characters are terrifying in this house. There's a lot of opportunity for, there's a lot of double scares in this house, like one side and then another side. I actually got a triple scare in this house in one scene, if I remember correctly. Or th- that might have been a different one, but I think it was this one. But for me, the reason it's number seven on my list is because, just because of the fact that um, it's a, it's just, it's just not one of the ones that I would, I guess, go out of my way to do every night. And I I don't base all these off of scares, all these rankings off of scares. I base them off of sets, character design, story, music, et cetera, et cetera. I would say the two scariest this year are Puppet Theater and Tooth Fairy easily for now. Two scariest are those two, and those are two in my bottom four. Um, and so now... Number six for me is The Bride of Frankenstein Lives. I've been hyped for this house ever since I heard about it because I loved Universal Monsters during 2019 Halloween Horror Nights. And I loved it. I loved Bride of Frankenstein Lives. I don't have any issues with The Bride of Frankenstein Lives. This is where we're getting to where all of these, I don't have issues with any of them. Why is The Bride of Frankenstein Lives number six then? Again, all of these are incredible. That's why. (laughs) There's, I can't, I can't put that one at number one, but I can't put it any lower. So the Bride of Frankenstein lives to me. The sets are incredible. It's, it's, it feels like one of the highest budget ones and I don't know the budgets of them or anything like that. It just feels like, it feels great. The, the music in it, the story is very easy to follow. Like from the minute you, from the second you start you know what the story is, and the finale is incredible. It's just these characters were great. It's one that I went, I made sure to go through again on the second night, and I'm going to make sure to go through again this weekend. Bride of Frankenstein Lives is great. It's just number six because it is not these other ones. These other ones all have unique things about them that I believe make them my number one, two, three, four, and five pick. And so now I'm just going to go ahead and talk about those because... Brighter Frankenstein lives incredible, but it is my number six. And I think, I think it possibly can move, but I really think these top five are fairly solidified. Um, they might move around, but I don't know that any of the lower, lower five will go up. If that makes any sense, but who knows? There's always room for surprises. And so, uh, we're going to go into my top five now. Okay. So number five is, Legendary Truth, Case Files Unearthed, um, which just to start out with, Legendary Truth is something I've heard of since before I ever attended Horror Nights. I remember hearing about that virtual reality experience they did. I remember hearing about it back years ago, and I was always intrigued by it, but I never knew anything about it. And so recently I've been listening to some podcasts about it, watched some videos about it, and it's just intrigued me. And then I heard that this was case files unearthed. It's a mystery thing. At least that's what it sounded like. And just the concept of a noir haunted house is very original, very unique. And that is why it's so high is because it not only is it a new concept, an original concept that is bold. It's a bold, um, 
it's a bold it's a bold uh, experiment but it's an experiment that worked it works beautifully it the story can be hard to follow however on my second if you read the dates and if you have a chance to like listen to what the characters at the beginning are saying and what some of them are saying later and if you can even maybe even read some of the stuff on the walls i know it's hard to when you're being rushed through but i got a chance to and i didn't go i didn't see that one on the tour i went on but i got a good sense of the story and i just thought the way it was told was great it had some good scares still even though it was an it was a um mystery and it, it wasn't the most scary i'm not gonna lie and say that but it was a lot of fun to go through and it, it's always cool to see new concepts tried out and it's one that just intrigues me and intrigued me before and I think this one is the underdog of this year's event like I think it's it's had low wait times a lot and I've I saw no one in line at one point and I almost went in it but I had I went home because my feet were killing me um but if you are on the if you don't know if you want to go on this one you need to it's great you may not like it as much as me you may not understand the story but I think this one works for everyone because originally my biggest concern was that it wouldn't. I was worried that only hardcore fans of Legendary Truth or people who just knew a little bit about it, I was worried that would be who this is for. And that's, of course, who it's for. But it also works for everybody. And it's a it's an original concept, a great idea, and a great method of bringing this idea to life. And it worked really well. And for that, I applaud art and design for doing that and all the scare actors are great and uh it was a really good house and i i just had a lot of fun in it and i think um that i'm i'm really excited to go through it some more later in this season number four one of my most anticipated ever since last year uh, i should say this i never got to go through tooth fairy um bride of frankenstein or beetlejuice last year which that'll tell you i guess which one this is Never got to last year, so all all ten houses for me were new this year, which was actually really nice because I I had new more new houses to go through this year than most. Um, it's number four, Beetlejuice, and it's number f- it's number four because it's not scary, not even a little, <laughs> but it is so much fun. That is why it's all the way at number four. I'm just saying this is why it's not number one. It's because it's not scary. But it is, a, it is a lot of fun, just like Ghostbusters was. And Ghostbusters is one of my all-time favorite HHN houses, other than maybe these top two um, coming up. It was so much fun. And I actually got to watch the film for the first time just the other day. Um, and I loved the movie. I loved it a lot. And I thought that Beetlejuice is a very faithful adaptation, retelling, actually, of the whole movie. Uh, and I didn't think I had to see the movie to watch it once I went through. So uh, if you haven't seen the movie, I think you'll still enjoy it. But if you have seen the movie, I think you'll enjoy it a little more. The uh, I'm not going to spoil it, but the huge figure at the end is very impressive. And just the, the live interaction from Beetlejuice is so much fun at the beginning. And then at the end, if you look to your right as you're exiting, uh, usually where there would be a last second scare, it, it's him just dancing uh, to the song from the end of Beetlejuice and that was so much fun and I, I just loved that house and that's one that I don't care how long the wait is I mean I have expressed so I don't know why I'm saying that but even with a long wait I would wait for this house every night that I go it is so much fun so there's the bridge you know the bridge the one with the 
that makes you feel like you're gonna fall to your to the floor. Um, that one's in there. That's one that I think is in a lot of how that that effect is used a lot um, at these events. But it just works so well. It was a great house, and um, its next door neighbor is number three on my list: the haunting of Hill House. Honestly, I watched the haunting of Hill House on Netflix in preparation for this event. I didn't watch all of it. I plan to watch the rest of it soon. Maybe I watched episodes one through five, I believe. And it's like, I can see, I I think it's a good show, but it is very slow. And in my opinion, it's pretty boring. Um, And so I've heard the second half picks up, but the thing is that kind of tempered my expectations for the house because the house was for a while before I watched the show, it was one of my most anticipated, but it went down a little bit. But I'm glad to say Haunting of Hill House is number three on my list so far this year. And I think this one could move a little, could go down probably. But when you walk in and see that house, it is incredible that that is something that they built just for a few months, you know. And it's that way for this, these next few. These are not permanent attractions. These are houses that are built just for a couple months. Some of these have been up for over a year, but it was very impressive to see. And from there, you're inside Hill House, and you see some things from the show. You see some characters from the show, mostly just the ghostly figures from the show, not really the cast of characters um, from the show, but... It's full of scares, which surprised me a little bit. Uh, I didn't get really scared in it, but I saw a lot of people get scared, and I got startled once or twice. Some really cool effects. Uh, The really tall man's there. He's on stilts. Uh, There's the character in in the air. Uh, There's there's some other ones. I'm not going to spoil too much, but there's a lot of great effects in this house, and that's that's what's really cool to me is when they, they take a really cool setting, they add really cool effects, Mix it in with great scares. That makes a great house. And this house was just phenomenal in my opinion. Um, and it only got better from night one to night two. On night one, I think it was number five on my list, but it jumped up to three because I had a great run on that one on on night two. Uh, and just the design of this house is incredible. So I'd, I'd recommend checking it out. And now there are two left. So I'm just going to go ahead and tell you what they are and then I'm going to talk about them. Here's the thing about these two. They are both so close to number one. They are both so close to number one. Number two is The Wicked Growth. Number one is Halloween Horror Nights Icons Captured. And Halloween Horror Nights Icons Captured, I don't know if that's going to leave the number one spot. It it very well could with Wicked Growth, but I just don't know if it's going to leave just because I love Jack the Clown. I love the icons. And that, that's more of a personal preference, but they're both incredible houses. So I'm going to start with The Wicked Growth. The Wicked Growth was one that I have been not all that excited for, honestly. And I, w- I was like, I, I just didn't know what to expect from it. And as soon as I walked up and saw that, that outside facade with the, all the pumpkins, I was like, I think I was wrong about this house. I think this is going to be a good one. I was wrong. It was an amazing house. It was a remarkable house. It is definitely in my top three of all-time houses, as well as icons. Um, Wicked Growth is not just beautiful. It is scary, it is fun, and it is a long house. And it has so many effects, so many rooms, so many 
beautiful costumes and just everything about it is just incredible. I'm not going to spoil any of it for you, but there is a, okay, this might be a little bit of spoiler, but there is a huge, huge, there's a big pumpkin at the end that is just incredible to look at. Like, I just want to stand there and look at it the whole time. There's a, there's a bridge that looks like you're walking over some water. And the first night I was like, what's going to, I don't know how to walk across this, but it's just, it's just a normal floor. But just what they do in this house, especially considering it's an original house, is breathtaking. Like, I just was so impressed by this house. And even the second night after going on a behind-the-scenes tour of it and and already having been through it, I was still blown away by it even then. And it's a house that the word is spreading. The, the waits have gotten long for it. It's at most people, it's at the top of most people's hype, uh, not hype list, but um, review list. And honestly, it deserves it. It's it's one of the best experiences I've had at a Halloween event in my entire life. I cannot wait to go on that one this upcoming weekend and throughout the event. It's a great house. Beautiful, beautiful. Just all of it is awesome to look at. And it, it's a great house. It's a huge win. And I, I don't know that there's much they can improve on in the house, to be honest with you. There's all of these. I'm like, these can, most of these can improve throughout the season, but I just don't see how the wicked growth can improve anymore. Maybe, maybe it can, maybe I'm just a little blind because it's one of my favorites. Uh, and then my favorite of the year so far is Halloween horror nights icons captured. Uh, it's just like, if you don't even know the icons, it's a great introduction to them because most of them get their own room and some of them get a couple of rooms and, just the interaction with each of them is so much fun. Like the director with his camera and then the usher with his flashlight and his theater. Uh, so much fun. And then you go to the room with Jack and chance and that's, what's on the screen here is the room from with Jack in it. And I don't know, there's something about seeing him right there. And, and then you look over and, Oh, there's chance. I didn't even know she was there. And there's just so many details in this house from previous years. Like a lot of, their victims are wearing old Halloween Horror Nights shirts. Uh, and there's a lot of props from previous Horror Nights uh, with, with that had the icons in them. And it was just all so awesome to see. And I just had so much fun looking at everything in this house. I just want to keep going through this one again and again and again. And then you get to the end of the house and Jack pops out. And then, you know, you're looking at that throne and then they're just some of the icons are just popping out at you. But again, the throne is what everyone's been talking about. There's a huge throne at the end. If you don't know, there's a huge throne at the end of the house and it always changes. It'll, well, sometimes you'll get unlucky and you'll see the same person on the throne, but you should see a different icon on the throne each time. I don't know how often they swap them out, but I believe it's more than once a set and each set is only 45 minutes. So uh, I saw the usher up there. And I saw the director up there on my runs of Horror Nights icons captured. I would like to see Jack and Chance up there. I hope to see them soon up there. But the house is phenomenal. It's another beautiful one. The facade at the beginning is awesome. If you have a chance, I uploaded pictures uh, to our Flickr page. They'll soon be up in an article on our website, ReloadTheMagic.net, and I'll be making a video about them pretty soon. Um, but... I have some good pictures of that facade with the lights on the top spells out icons. Um, and there's on both sides, X, 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 um, which means 30. 
uh, with Roman numerals, and then there's figures of each of the icons, and then at night there's projections on the side, and it's awesome. It's beautiful. It's just it's larger than life, and it's one of those. It's another one that's like, I can't believe they built this only for a few months, and it's this is a house where I've been thinking myself. I'm like can they just keep this here like throughout the year? Like this would be an awesome attraction to walk through all year long. And I wish they would. I don't think they will, but I wish they would. Cause I never want this house to go away. This house is my favorite by far. And I, again, I just don't know if it can go anywhere else on the list other than number one. And if any is going to take over, it'll be wicked growth. And so that's going to be the thing I'm keeping my eye on, but both runs of icons and both runs of wicked growth. We're both incredible runs. I had great runs through every house. It's just every house can't be number one. Every house can't be number two. Um, but the houses here are very strong. Um, 29 was a strong lineup, but I think 30 might be a little stronger because of the originals. The IPs at 29, Halloween Horror Nights 29, I think were definitely stronger. But the originals at this one, and just overall, the event is a home run. I love the icons when they're when they're around, so uh, I think that's not a surprise to me or to anyone in general. Um, and so that's my rankings of the scare zones and the houses after weekend one. There is one thing I wanted to mention. I already had this on the screen for a little bit, but I wanted to bring it back up. One thing that is awesome this year is, and it doesn't sound like it would be so awesome, but you just when it happens, it's so great. Um, so they said this year, Jack would, will be everywhere. Look, keep your eyes out. He'll be everywhere. And then everyone's like, no, he's not. He's just in one house. And he's at that. There's a photo op at that one experience at Cabana Bay, which isn't even really him. Um, but he's at the opening ceremonies. And he's wandering around the park. And it he shows up on a golf cart when you least expect it. He'll show up in while you're in line. And he'll just like get all the crowd to start like chanting and whatever. And he'll start taunting some of the guests. Then he'll show up in Eddie's zone, Eddie's scare zone. And just keep your eye out for him because it is so much fun when he shows up. Like everyone stopped paying attention to what they're doing just to look to him. And several of the times I saw him, I was right where you enter a house. And we were all about to enter a house and none of us cared. We were all, we all stopped walking into the house to the point where the attendants were like, please stop looking at him, come inside. But he just draws the attention of so many people. And that, I've never realized that really. And that's what I think makes him such an effective icon and character for Halloween Horror Nights. And I hope that he continues uh, to come back on these anniversary years. And he's a, he's a great asset, I believe to the event. Um, But yeah, I just wanted to let you guys know about that. That's a lot of fun um, to see throughout the night, random places. And I guarantee you'll see him at least once. I'm pretty sure Um, as long as they're doing it that night. And I believe they're doing it every night. Um, but it was so much fun to see him just around the park. Um, and with that, that'll be it for today's episode. I, I did talk, I didn't talk much about behind the screams, but I really want to save that for another episode. I have 350 something pictures. I won't show all of them during the show probably, but I'm, I'm making an article photo galleries up online. I'm going to make a separate video and then I'm going to do a podcast episode all about that. Uh, and I'd like to actually, uh, pretty soon, I'd love it if we could get some other Horror Nights fans on the show to talk about um, just the event so far in general, their rankings and how they compare to mine and just hear other people's opinions because that'd be great to hear on the podcast together because Horror Nights is a community-centered event. 
And Horror Nights is so much fun. If you've never been, I highly recommend you go. It's not as scary as many people make it out to be. But again, I don't really get startled very easily. So it is so much fun. It was something I've been looking forward to for months and months. And it just feels so good to have it back after two years. So, well, there was only a year we didn't have, one year we didn't have it, but it's been a long time. Um, and so I'm so excited for the rest of this season. I'm so excited to keep talking about it. And you can check out our vlog from opening night on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash relive the magic. Photos are up from the tour. More and more articles are going to go up. Going to do more podcast episodes. I'll do more vlogs um, somehow, even though my camera's dead. Um, probably with my phone or with my other camera. Um, but yeah, so much more to come from Halloween Horror Nights 30. I can't wait to share it all with you guys. Let me know if you're listening. Uh, you can tweet me at relive underscore magic. Let me know your favorite house, your favorite scare zone. Let me know anything. Let me know what you thought about this year so far. Or if you haven't been so far, let me know what you're most looking forward to. Thank you all so much for watching. If you liked this episode, if you're on YouTube, please leave a like or a comment, subscribe. And then if you're just listening to audio, share it, subscribe on whatever platform you love to listen to podcasts to. Um, but yeah, that's going to be it for uh, this week's podcast. Thank you all so much for listening, and I will see you guys next week. Have a magical week.